Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. It's your host, Olivia Perez. I hope that everyone is doing well. I'm doing great. I feel like fashion has had quite a week. There is so much to recap. I feel like my feed has been constantly inundated with amazing fashion, amazing style. All the celebrities are out. It's been so much fun to watch. We've had fashion shows, Met Gala, after parties. So let's recap. First, we started last weekend with the Christopher John Rogers show in New York City, which if you followed me for a long time, you know that CJR has a really special place in my heart. Truly one of my favorite brands. I'm so sad I missed the show this year. I couldn't fly to the East Coast, but I've been a supporter of his since his really early days. Actually, really funny story if you guys haven't heard this yet. The two of us met while he was a senior at SCAD and I was a senior at NYU. SCAD, which is the Savannah College of Art and Design brought me down to Savannah to be a juror for their senior design class. So I basically got to meet a really incredibly talented group of students at SCAD who were about to graduate just like me and judge their work, which felt so weird at the time because we were the same age and I just wanted to hang out with them and get to know them versus judge their work. But I met Christopher that way. Christopher was one of the seniors in that graduating class. And it's really cool to reflect back now on his work and see how far he's come, but also truly how true he stayed to himself over the past decade through his ascension into fashion. I remember his first collection. There were a lot of boas, orange, hot pink, stripes, so many things that you see in his collection today, but just in the elementary stages of it. And it truly, I feel really blessed to have been able to watch that. I don't think, I think it's really rare in life that we get to watch like a seed grow from seed to full bloom. And I feel like I've had a front row seat to that. So that's super exciting for me. I love his team. They're incredible and they're so much like a family. They all graduated from SCAD together. So anything they do, I'm the biggest champion for. And this show, I'm just such a cheerleader for. If you want to hear more about Christopher personally and that story of us meeting, we did an episode together. I think it was like probably within my first 10 episodes. So don't judge me, but go enjoy it. He is just in my opinion, a marvel to listen to. I love diving into his brain. I love his perspective and point of view on fashion. It's something that I think you'll listen to and it will change your whole day. When I think of Christopher John Rogers, they are a runway brand to me. Like that is a show that I only ever want to see on a massive stage where it deserves that moment. It literally deserves a crowd of people yelling, yes, every time a look walks down the runway. And it deserves also a moment for Christopher himself to strut down the runway, which he does every time. And it's 
instant crowd pleaser. I love seeing them back on the runway, a little bit inside the show. CGR shows do not feel like fashion shows. They feel like family functions. Everybody gathers in like their best wear. Everyone is there to support CJR, but not just as the brand, but Christopher himself and his incredible team who are so intrinsic to the success of the brand. Christopher, to me, he feels like Willy Wonka in a way. He's like my Oz. He creates magic, but is also magic himself. And I really love the amount of curiosity and wonder he has for fashion, which is why I say go listen to that episode, because I think he will spark a lot of inner questions for you guys about what your perspective is on fashion and how you show up in the world. He really is bold. And I feel like he completely defies every standard that we have been taught or feel like is quote unquote normal in the fashion industry. But most importantly, I feel like he has this like creative spirit that my inner child instantly recognizes. Like I feel like I gravitate towards his like fun, youthful, no fear spirit. And that's why I love his designs. And that's why I always love his shows. This one specifically. I feel like every collection up to this point was us getting a little dossier of what the CJR brand is. Like we were getting the building blocks of what they were trying to establish in like the fashion zeitgeist. And this collection felt like CJR was fully realized. Like the brand was there. Like every part of it that I feel like we've seen over the past few years was in this collection. And it felt like everything had like finally come full circle. I was like, okay, this is CJR in the world. I know exactly what they're bringing to the table. There's always an element of surprise. I fully understand CJR as the brand and their place in the industry. And, you know, as a longtime supporter, I feel like this collection really set the stage for the brand long term. I feel like in the beginning, you're introduced to the things that are intrinsic to the designer. Like, what is the designer good at? So in the beginning of CJR, we were introduced to some of the most unbelievable gowns you've ever seen in your entire life. Now, the pendulum has swung to including those clowns, but also something for everybody. And I just feel like this was his plan all along to get to the point where CJR is a household name where everybody in the house can be wearing something from him and engage in fashion in a really elevated way. For me, I died, 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 died for two things in this collection that I cannot wait to have in my closet. I will be instantly pre-ordering these two items. (laughs) One, the two-piece skirt set that's yellow. I believe it also came in red. It is a pencil skirt with a matching top that goes off the shoulder. And there's like a beautiful, almost, I think it's organza. I couldn't really tell. Organza, almost like sleeve on one side that goes up around the shoulder and around the neck. And it's so perfect for summer. So stunning. That's going in my cart immediately. I love yellow. It makes me happy. And that's why I think I feel so attached to Christopher John Rogers as a brand. Color therapy, I think, is a real thing in style. I think a big mantra of mine, a fashion mantra, is anytime I'm having a bad day, like, don't go wear black. Like, don't put on your sweatpants. Don't put on the things that will bring that mood down. Put on the things that are going to turn it around when you see yourself in the mirror. Colorful, happy things. And CJR always exudes that for me. So that yellow skirt... Be ready to see it because it's coming to my closet. And secondly, there was a blue suit that I just died for. There's something about this shade of blue. It's like a cerulean blue. And it's not a color you see often in suits, but it's one of those things that you put on and you can wear anywhere. You can wear it casually for a day. You can put a heel with it. It's one of those things that I'm going to have forever. I love the way it was styled. 
very excited for that to enter my closet. I'm a suit girl. I feel like I have suits in every colors and that's kind of my goal in life. Like I want to have one really nice suit, not like a Zara suit. Like I want a nice, perfectly tailored suit in every color. Weird goal, but let's see if we get there. We all have our closet goals and that's one of mine. Bravo to the whole CJR team. Truly incredible. I loved this show so, so, so much, especially the knits too, if I haven't brought that up yet. They're so beautiful. I have a few CJR sweaters that I wear constantly. They're an investment piece, but I know I'm going to have them forever. The quality is impeccable. If you want to check out the whole collection, it's on Vogue.com right now. Beautiful. Congrats again to the team. We'll be right back after a quick break. It's one of my favorite months of the year because it is Small Business Month. And this month, we've teamed up with Adobe Express to bring you all the tips and tricks to use today to elevate your business or brand. Here's our small business tip of the week. Engage your customers on multiple channels. It's so important to connect with your customers or audiences regularly across as many channels as you possibly can to build trust and stay top of mind. And we all want to do that as efficiently as possible. So this is where Adobe Express comes in and has totally changed the game for me. Adobe Express has thousands of free templates all in one place for easy editing. We're talking TikTok content, Instagram posts, stories, anything you need, they have it. Their content creation spans social media flyers, event invitations, newsletters, and so much more to help you reach your audience across any marketing channel. And it makes designing content so easy. Seriously, one of the hardest challenges I had when I started the podcast was I have zero graphic design experience. So I love Adobe Express because it's made for anyone regardless of skill level. You just choose a template, customize the colors and fonts, including applying your own brand look and feel, which is the best part. You can actually save all of your brand's information for easy plug and play and add photos, including options from Adobe Stock Library. One efficient way for your business to maintain brand awareness across many channels, build an audience, stay relevant, and stand out is social media. You'll choose from thousands of free templates, upload your photos, or choose from a catalog of stock images and design a post. With one button, you can also convert your creation for Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Pinterest, and more. One design becomes marketing content across every platform in seconds. Then you'll publish it across your social presence directly from Adobe Express. Whether you're a career-driven superstar, entrepreneur, small business owner, or running a side hustle, you can all start creating for any marketing channel today for free with Adobe Express. Adobe Express is available on all your favorite app stores, and you can find more tips and tricks to get started at adobe.com backslash express. Do you want to become a content creator or do anything on social media? This is something I wish I had when I was getting started out as a creator. Most creators make great content but have no idea how to monetize it. You might not know how to price yourselves, reach out to brands, or maybe you just don't even know where to begin. I always like to say the content world is kind of like the wild, wild west, which is why I want to share creator source platform for everyone who's just starting out. Again, this is something I wish I had. It provides all the tools and strategies creators need to price themselves and negotiate brand deals with confidence. A quick overview of some of their platform tools. You can build a game plan. It builds you a custom plan for signing brand deals. Social Audit, which will recommend updates to your social page, a rate calculator, which teaches you how to price yourself for any brand deal, and even five-minute trainings that help you learn from some of the best creators on social media. One of my favorite tools, Find a Contract, lets you find the creator leads at brands you love. That's invaluable. Most creators are full-time professionals, full-time parents are both, so Creator Source is designed to be easy to use and help you grow at your own pace. I love that it's customizable because no two creators are the same. Most Creator Source users actually sign brand deals within four to six weeks, so this works. Having a plan, building one for the future, and having the tools to succeed are so crucial in this industry, and Creator Source really helps you invest in yourself. 
exclusively for friend of a friend listeners, you guys will get a 15% off discount for new members on Creator Source. Visit www.getcreatorsource.com backslash friend to sign up today. That's www.getcreatorsource.com slash friend. Now let's get back to the show. It's also that time of year again where cruise shows are happening. CJR, I felt, really capitalized on the moment of the Met Ball in New York. They did it the weekend of so many people were in town. There was a lot of fashion buzz. But this is also the time of designer cruise shows. For those of you who don't know what cruise shows are or are a bit confused by them, they're every year in May. They show a brand's resort collection. So for the following year, in the time that we're in right now, they're meant to be very easy, breezy, like what you're wearing on vacation. I remember when I was first starting in fashion, there was a cruise show on a yacht. And I feel like that was exactly what designers design cruise shows for. I've always found cruise shows to be really interesting because they're obviously off calendar. Only, I would say, like the big brand show, like Chanel, Dior, Gucci, Louis Vuitton. Like those are the brands that only really do big cruise shows. But I find that it's their moment to shine because it's out of the fashion calendar. It's not like we're like, you know, all gathered in Paris. The entire industry's there. You have to be specifically invited to this show. And it's always in a really unique and most likely crazy location. Some iconic cruise shows that might come to mind for you guys or spark a memory. There was the Chanel cruise show in Monaco last year. That was absolutely beautiful. A lot of beach wear, a lot of Formula One inspired wear, obviously because it was in Monaco. The Louis Vuitton show that also was last year in San Diego at that building that kind of looked right out of Dune. Architecturally amazing. And then my actual all-time favorite cruise show is also a Louis Vuitton show. It was in Rio at the art museum that overlooked the water, a circular building where the models kind of walked down in a spiral and the entire walkway was red. So just visually, it was beautiful. If you guys are familiar with the creative director as Devlin, she creative directed this entire moment. So obviously Pinterest was shaking. She is one of the most acclaimed creative directors. I've seen her speak before. If you're not familiar with her work and you're interested in fashion or interested in creative direction, look up as Devlin right now. Have fun going down that rabbit hole. Incredibly talented. So there are a few crew shows happening. There was the Louis Vuitton show two weeks ago in Seoul. There is the Chanel cruise show that's actually happening tomorrow in LA. I'm going. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, shoot me a follow so you can see all the behind the scenes content. My look is amazing and I'm really, truly honored to be able to go. And then Gucci is also showing in Seoul next week. So lots going on. And it's really cool to see these big designers showing up in South Korea. Let's talk about the Louis Vuitton show because I think a lot of people are talking about Louis Vuitton right now, especially as Zendaya is now the new face of Louis Vuitton. She recently just came from Valentino, where we've seen her in some of the most incredible looks. I think Zendaya and Valentino were kind of a match made in heaven. And I also think that she has that same potential with Louis Vuitton. I think that it's going to be a totally different style. And I think that's why we're seeing a lot of dialogue on Twitter and Instagram about like, you know, maybe her style, you know, completely falling off with Louis Vuitton. I totally disagree with that. She wore a look, I think, to CinemaCon last week from Louis Vuitton and looked really amazing. It was an open back vest with a pair of slacks. And I thought for the beginning of an ambassadorship where she's showing looks that, you know, might not be over the top, but things that she can wear to like everyday press junkets. I thought it was a really strong look to come out the gate. The show was set on a double decker bridge in Seoul. It simultaneously stopped traffic citywide, literally. 
And this is actually the second time Louis Vuitton has been in Seoul. I believe they showed in 2019. So I think this is a huge testament to the power of K-pop and so much going on in the fashion industry in South Korea right now and how the two are playing such a major role in fashion. I was actually reading a business of fashion article the other day, and it was all about how some of the world's biggest luxury brands are really catering to their Asian market, specifically South Korea. I think there was a stat in there that said that Louis Vuitton made more than $1 billion in sales in South Korea last year. So obviously, they're reinvesting back into their audience there, and it's paying off. The brand also has a brand new chairman and CEO. So I think this is the first of many buzzy moments we're about to see for the brand, including Zendaya as their new face. The show is really cinematic. They turned to the Squid Games director to direct the entire show. The theme of the show was set to take on this idea of travel and movement. And my take on it, I think it really elevated the way I look to Louis Vuitton for essentials, which I wouldn't usually look to Louis Vuitton for essentials. I always find their designs to be something really red carpet centered, things that are really, really, really different. But this collection was interesting. There were so many Mary Janes, bodysuits, skirts, sneakers. It really leaned into essentialism, all while staying true to this, you know, classic Louis Vuitton iconography. There were bold colors everywhere and honestly logos in abundance. There was one look that I could see myself immediately wearing and Zendaya. It was this leather skirt with a big buckle mid-waist Louis Vuitton logo on it. There was a yellow printed bodysuit with LV logos all over it in brown, which I really loved that color contrast. And the bodysuit had a plunging neckline, I'd say, like, pretty low, pretty low. And a houndstooth blazer paired over it. And the blazer was a bit oversized. I'd say it cut exactly where the skirt cut. It was shown with a sneaker, but I could also see this being an incredible incredible kind of like leggy heel moment in a second for Zendaya. This look and the collection in general, I think felt sexier to me than Louis Vuitton has been in the past. So I'm very excited to see it on carpets. I would also think we're going to see more ready to wear in everyday life. I feel like I see Louis Vuitton accessories everywhere all the time, no matter where I go. I don't see as much ready to wear. And I think this collection will change that because there are so many good different basic pieces that you can incorporate into your everyday. I love seeing so many of my friends who are content creators constantly at these cruise shows. They give me such a good inside look to what's going on on the ground. If you don't follow Xenia Jones, follow her now. She's at Xenia on Instagram. Also, Brian Boy, an incredible follow for all of the international shows if you want more than just the Vogue Runway content. I love that they each share their point of view. They're always styled incredibly. They always have a front row seat so you can see all of the looks. Shoot them a follow. Mark your calendar because Gucci will also be showing in Seoul on May 16th. And as I mentioned, Chanel will be tomorrow in Los Angeles. So keep your eyes peeled for those shows. Again, I love cruise shows. They're so different. Brands go all out and you're in for a show just watching it. So make sure you catch all the coverage. Speaking of Chanel, let's get into the Met. For those of you who might have not been in the weeds or watched my many tiny ant stories on Instagram, as I love to call them, every time I post a lot. I find that like the stories bar on the top of my Instagram looks like tiny ants. (laughs) For those of you who missed all that coverage, let me reel it back, give you a little bit of context. The Met is held every first Monday in May at the Met Museum in New York City. Every celeb that you love is invited, usually people who are in movies of the year. It rotates a little bit, but I would say that there are always your, you know, classic heavy hitters. Jared Leto, Anne Hathaway, Dua Lipa, the Hadids, everyone's always there. 
And then, of course, we have our newcomers. Every celebrity is usually paired up with a designer done by the obvious matchmaker, Anna Wintour, or invited by a brand who has a table and they want the celebrity to come sit with them. This year's theme was honoring the iconic Karl Lagerfeld and also marked the opening of the new exhibition, Karl Lagerfeld, A Line of Beauty, which is open now at the Met. If you are in New York City, please go see it. It has over 200 of his iconic designs from his design days at Chanel, Fendi, Chloe, and Bama. I was listening to an interview with Andrew Bolton, who is the curator of the Met, and I think that he said, by the way, fun fact, Andrew Bolton is married to Tom Brown, if you guys don't know that. Truly, I think my, my favorite power duo. Like, no one in my mind tops them. They're my favorite. And if you haven't seen their Architectural Digest feature of their home in New York City, go see it now. Love them to death. I think Andrew Bolton said that he had over 10,000 of Karl Lagerfeld's looks and distilled it down to the best 200 that he thought were great for this show. So I think we're all in for a big treat with this show. And I'm so excited to go see it myself when I'm in New York next week. I think it goes without saying that Carl's impact on fashion is, in my mind, indescribable in words. And I think what was so exciting about Met Monday was that so many of his muses were there to pay tribute to him. And that was one thing that I was really excited to see was the people who are so intrinsic to the House of Chanel bringing in their own stories. The Penelope Cruises, the Giselles, Nicole Kidmans, Margot Robbies, people who are faces of the brand and see what they would wear and how they would pay tribute to him. I loved seeing Nicole Kidman show up in the dress that she wore for the iconic commercial that Karl Lagerfeld did with Baz Luhrmann. She was wearing the exact same dress that she wore 20 years ago, and she was one of the first people to hit the carpet. So I loved that we opened the floodgates that way. We also saw new faces like Blackpink's Jenny to the current new face of Coco Mademoiselle. She's the first woman of color to ever do it. Whitney Peak. She was there. She looked fabulous. A few missing faces that I was really shocked by. No Lily Rose Depp. No Claudia Schiffer. Claudia Schiffer was a Chanel bride 11 times and one of Chanel's most beloved models. And Lily Rose Depp, her mom was one of Carl's first muses. And she is quite literally Chanel embodied. Carl adored her. So I'm very surprised that she was not there. I was really excited about this year's Met for a few reasons. One, I was, of course, excited to see so many archival looks come into the light again. But I was also really excited to see so many of my favorite designers give their interpretation and spin on Carl. I think that this year's theme left a lot of room for interpretation, but within a specific guardrail. And sure, okay, you might be saying, Liv, that's literally the definition of a theme. But look up, you know, a few looks from when Matt did camp and tell me that sometimes people just don't get a theme. I think out the gate, this Matt Gala felt really different. Just from the set design, I think we're really used to seeing, you know, the iconic greenery around the sides. I feel like the Matt Gala is a little bit warmer usually. Reds, pinks. It feels a little bit more inviting. This one felt kind of cold for me. I'm not going to lie. I didn't love the set design this year. I did love the chandeliers and I did love, you know, the little elements that felt like a nod to French culture, but it felt really discombobulated to me. I didn't understand that wall of like bottles, glass bottles that people were taking photos up against. And then also those glass bottles replaced the hedging that we usually see on the sides. It didn't make a lot of sense to me. Didn't understand the design on the carpet, but you know, I'm not a set designer. I'm here for the clothes, guys. So let's recap. I want to talk about some things I was really excited to see, some first timers I was thrilled about, 
some really unexpected looks slash disappointments, and of course, my favorite looks of the night. We'll be right back after a quick break. While we're on the note of designers doing cool things, I want to talk about one of my new favorite designers that does the coolest thing, and that's make me feel good every day from my feet throughout my whole body. It's called Vionic, and it harnesses science to make shoes that bring balance to my life. Their shoes are made for dynamic movement, so you feel energized and confident all day. Whether you need sneakers for long walks, smart casuals for the office, shockingly comfortable heels, or even slippers to recover after a long night out, Bionic offers shoes for every day, all day, and every occasion. I have been living in a pair of shoes that I got from them about two months ago. They've become my instant everyday shoe for a lot of reasons. First of all, they're a ballet flat. I love that Bionic leans into the trends and knows exactly what we want when we want it. But two, they're incredibly comfortable. I find that my fear with a lot of flats is that I feel so incredibly close to the ground and not supported, especially around my arches. Bionic's exclusive Biomotion technology aligns and balances the whole you from your feet first. And I feel that whenever I'm wearing my flats. There's arch support and they're just so cute. If you want to try them, here's the best part. They offer a 30-day risk-free trial. There is no reason not to buy. You could wear them, love them, or return them for a full refund within 30 days if you're not satisfied for any reason. Use my code FRIEND at checkout for free shipping at www.vionicshoes.com. That's V-I-O-N-I-C-S. H-O-E-S Enjoy them. With all this fashion talk and so much constantly going on, it is so easy for me to forget how to take care of myself on a day-to-day basis. I'll wake up in the morning, get bogged down by emails, be constantly on Twitter, checking my TikTok, and before I know it, it's one o'clock, I've forgotten to eat, and I have no idea what I'm doing for lunch. Which is why, as an entrepreneur, I have turned to Saqqara to completely turn around the way I take care of myself. Sakara delivers science-backed, plant-rich nutrition programs and wellness essentials right to your door. Their ready-to-eat meals are nutritionally designed to deliver results from weight management and ease bloat to boosted energy and clearer skin. By using Sakara, I know that I look and feel my best, even during those weeks of back-to-back meetings and happy hours. I love their selection. There's always something new. I never get sick of it. My absolute favorite are their breakfasts, and I'm not usually a breakfast girl. Sometimes I just skip it or have my matcha, but honestly, starting my day with Sakara has completely turned my day around. It's made me crave things less. I feel more even keeled throughout the day. I love, love, love their parfaits and muffins. It's such an easy way to start the day, and it manages my weight, eases my bloat, and keeps my energy levels high throughout the day. Right now, Sakara is offering you guys 20% off your first order. When you go to sakara.com slash friend or enter the code friend at checkout, that's sakara, S-A-K-A-R-A dot com slash friend to get 20% off your order. With so many things going on in life, let this be one of those easy hacks that you have for your everyday. Again, that's sakara.com slash friend. Now let's get back to the show. Let's start with things that I was expecting to see. I was definitely expecting at least one tweed suit. I was definitely expecting oversized flowers. I was expecting someone to wear an incredible amount of Chanel jewelry layered on top of each other, so much so that it felt like it was straight off the runway. And I was expecting a Chanel bride. From the start of the Met Gala, I was so pleased because Dua Lipa showed up as a co-host for the night, and she was wearing the iconic Claudia Schiffer Chanel bride look from fall 1992. I had actually put this on my Instagram the morning of the Met Gala, hoping someone would wear it. And Dua Lipa came in right away, eased my worries, and I thought she looked beautiful. This gown is, I'm almost shocked that they let this out of the archive, how iconic it is. 
I loved that she had this loose hair. She was also wearing a Tiffany's diamond necklace that had never been seen before. They pulled it out of the vault for her. It was massive. It was absolutely beautiful. I do wish that she did something different with her hair. I loved this like loose, relaxed moment. It was very reminiscent of Claudia Schiffer, but I wanted a bow. There's also a hat that goes with this look. And someone tweeted like, do it, please wear the silly little hat. And she didn't. So I wish she wore the hat. I wish she had a bow. I wish there was something that pulled her hair away from her face, but also let it kind of be down. But out the floodgates, got my Chanel bride, was feeling really excited about that. And we got quite a few more as the night went on. Alton Mason also showed up as a Chanel bride, which I loved. He looked amazing, wore a full veil and had flowers as well. And a lot of other, you know, classic Chanel white looks. Whitney Peake looked absolutely beautiful. I think in a look from 2019, she was wearing a white kind of tulle body fitted dress and I loved her glam. She looked very, very Coco Mademoiselle. But so checked the list on that. Got my Chanel bride. We saw an abundance of camellia flowers. But I think what was really one of my favorite looks of the night, especially for men, was Bad Bunny's debut with Jacques Mousse. This is the first time that Jacques Mousse has ever been at the Met Gala, first time he's ever designed for somebody at the Met Gala. And I thought that this was a perfect moment for him to do so. Absolutely killed it. Seeing the two of them on the carpet together kind of felt emotional. They, I'm a big Jacques Mousse fan, and I've loved watching that brand grow. And he nailed it. Bad Bunny was in all white, head to toe. Don't remember the last time I saw a male on the red carpet at the Met wearing head to toe white. Not an inch of anything black. The suit in the back was completely open and there was a dangling J on his back. And he had this incredible stole that was all made of camellia flowers and had a massive train like a bride. This was so Jacques Mousse and so Carl. And again, this was my favorite thing to see throughout the night. The designers that came to the table with their iterations of what Carl would have loved. I also think this was like such a good year for men. Like Bad Bunny looked amazing. Diddy looked amazing. Brian Tyree Henry looked amazing. There were so many good men's looks this year. I felt like this was such a great year for the creativity to pop out in different men's looks. I know a lot of people say, look, if they look good on the carpet, it's a check for me. I don't really care about the theme. I'm the opposite. I'm a big theme girl. Like, follow the theme. Give me your own spin on it. I think that's why we're all there. It's fashion's biggest night with all of fashion's biggest personalities to show off creativity and innovation. So I really appreciate when somebody leans into that. Some unexpected looks slash disappointments of the night. I was really, really excited for Pedro Pascal to give me like fashion. I love his personal style. I love what he wears at all. Anytime he does press, I, I'm such a big fan of his and I love to see how much fun he has with fashion. So I was really expecting something else. He showed up in a Valentino look. He was wearing black shorts with a like calf high black sock and black boots and this beautiful red coat over it. I thought he looked amazing as he usually does. I just think that he is like he was like born to wear good clothes, but I just didn't feel like it was on theme. I was really excited for him to give me something like absolutely crazy, but we'll see. I'm sure next year he'll come back with something amazing. I love his personal style and I'm just excited to see his career grow. I also was a little surprised by Michaela Cole's outfit. I'm a huge fan of hers. And obviously the weekend before we were seeing her in nonstop Scaparelli. So I was expecting her to show up in Scaparelli. But I wish that they leaned into the theme a little bit more as well. In the press release for her look, it said that all of the beaded motifs on the dress were inspired by Chanel jewelry, 
But I almost wish that they actually used vintage Chanel jewelry and did a little bit of that crossover because if I didn't read the press release, I just didn't get it. But I was so excited to see her as a co-host at the Met Gala. She is so amazing. I love her as an actress. I loved I May Destroy You. And I'm very excited to see her more in the fashion industry. And I think just an overall disappointment, I, like there were no tweed suits, not a single tweed suit. Cardi B changed into a tweed dress, which I loved. And there were tweed dresses everywhere. Sergio Hudson designed a tweed gown for Kiki Palmer. But I really wanted someone to show up in like one of the iconic tweed suits with like a big hat and a heel and a bunch of jewelry. Those two things I thought were missing. There wasn't anyone who showed up in like classic. Obviously, Kim showed up in the pearls, but I wanted like the Chanel number no. five jewelry dripping everywhere. I thought there was a huge missed opportunity to do that with a tweed suit or a full denim suit. I think someone tweeted that they wish they saw Emrata come in denim and wear, you know, all the chains, all the jewelry. And I thought that would have been fabulous. So again, I was excited about these iconic moments and I feel like we missed them. My favorites of the night, the people that took away the awards for me were the people who collaborated with designers who were so eager to take their codes and blend them with Carl's. That's what was most interesting to me. I didn't like these looks that felt very almost like kitschy or like all pink or the cat looks like even though they were fun and really interesting to look at, they weren't to me what the root of this theme was supposed to be. The first one I want to bring up, Carly Kloss. She went with Jonathan Anderson of Lueve. And I thought that even though this wasn't my favorite look, I really loved the creativity behind it. Lueve has become really popular in the past few seasons for this really interesting fabrication they've been working on where their pieces look kind of pixelated or blurred. It kind of looks like AI, like it looks fake when you see it on the runway, but it's actually a real piece of clothing that they've figured out the artistry behind making something look like it's actually like a video game in real life. So Jonathan Anderson designed this beautiful, I think it was velvet dress for Carly Kloss, who also announced her second pregnancy on the carpet, which was so exciting. And she was wearing this velvet dress with pearls around her neck. But on the dress was the classic staple Loewe technique of blurring something on the dress. So the, on the dress was the framing of her pearls in that exact same blur on the dress. Again, I thought this was really cool. The codes of Loewe, the codes of Carl with the pearls. I thought it was a really beautiful synergy to see for two brands that are total opposites. Another winner, Tom Brown. I think Tom Brown is just the king of the red carpet in my mind. Anytime I see something Tom Brown out in the world, to me, it's just really fabulous. His last show was so imaginative to me. And I feel like anytime I enter the Tom Brown, Brown vortex, I'm being transported elsewhere. I really loved what he did for Jenna Ortega. It was his classic suiting, but with pearls and the Chanel gold beading throughout. And I also thought his look for Janelle Monet was incredible. He had the classic Tom Brown dog bag, but it was actually Choupette the cat. So again, finding these designers who blended their codes together to me were the easy winners of the night because I thought it was most creative and most imaginative for the most, you know, image heavy event of the year. And of course, I loved Anne Hathaway. I posted on Instagram right after the Met Gala saying who is best dressed. And so many of you said Anne Hathaway. I think Versace nailed it with blending the codes. It was such a Versace dress with, you know, the safety pins kind of pinning the dress together. Her hair was so voluptuous. But the tweed and the camellias over her chest really made it a 50-50 effort. I also loved that in her hair, there was a detail where, you know, she had this kind of like big Bridget Bardot style hair. And in the back where her hair was pinned, her hair was pinned into the shape of a camellia, which again, these little details, I think, go all the way with the Met Gala. And those designers really killed it for me. My last favorite, 
Cardi B. Usually, I don't like what Cardi B wears. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it feels a little too over the top for me, or maybe it's not just my style. I love, love, loved seeing her in that gown on Monday night. She worked with a designer called Chen Peng Studio to create this bespoke look. It was a massive, massive, massive skirt with different size camellia flowers that almost looked like they were wet in a way. And then on the top, she had, you know, the classic Carl suit and tie moment. She was wearing long black gloves, the black headband, pearl earrings. I thought she looked so amazing. And this was such a cool iteration and spin on Chanel. So again, I thought this year was definitely an interesting one. I think there's always commentary to be had about the Met Gala. I think where this Met Gala could have potentially gone wrong is that in my mind, Chanel feels like this very chic, understated, classic design house. And meanwhile, you're putting that in one of the most glamorous, oversized moments of the year. It was interesting to see how people combined those two things for this incredible moment. Overall, again, I loved seeing designers and their takes and how they chose to pay homage to the iconic Karl Lagerfeld. It was really fun to watch. And I hope that you guys loved my content. Thank you so much to everybody who followed and engaged with me. It was really fun. I always love doing the Met Ball. I sit down on my couch. I order a pizza. I'm usually solo because I'm so stressed out. You do not want to talk to me. But it's so much fun to see all of these looks come to life. I hope you guys loved this episode. If you haven't followed the show yet, please shoot us a follow on whatever platform you listen to. And if you have a moment today, please leave me a review. I love hearing your feedback and what you want to hear more of. Again, new episodes go live every Monday. So I'll see you next week. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Friend of a Friend. Before you go, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and at tiermedia.com. And for more behind the scenes of the show, visit us at friendofafriend.us and follow me at Liv Perez on Instagram. Don't forget the two Vs. See you next week. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.